The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the desert for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and when they were over, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live on bread alone. Then he took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a single instant. The devil said to him, I shall give to you all this power and glory, for it has been handed over to me, and I might give it to whomever I wish. All this will be yours if you worship me. Jesus said to him in reply, It is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him alone shall you serve. Then he led him to Jerusalem, made him stand on the parapet of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him in reply, It also says, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every temptation, he departed from him for a time. The Gospel of the Lord. For about a year or two before COVID began, once a month, I would go to a prison where I would visit someone who, just in the mysterious workings of God's providence, our lives ended up intersecting and connecting. And I remember the first time I was visiting with this person the way the the prison was set up was all of the guests, we were in what was sort of almost like a cafeteria. And each inmate would sit at a table with, with his guests. And in this particular space, there was about 20 tables. And as I was sitting talking with my guest, I looked around at all the other guests and I noticed that about Half of the tables, people were praying, and they were doing Bible studies. And I thought to myself, well, this must just be some coincidence. And sure enough, every month, 
when I would come back to visit my friend, I would look around at all the other guests and the inmates, and about half of the tables, people were praying and doing Bible studies. And I said to my friend, as I was leaving one day, I said, I, you know, I'm, quite honestly, I'm, I'm surprised and I'm greatly edified to see that people are praying and doing Bible studies. And he just smiled at me and he said to me, he said, even in prison, we are being pursued by the Lord. And I remember driving home that day so greatly struck by those words, especially being pursued by the Lord. And as I was reflecting on these readings today and reflecting on this season of Lent that we have just entered, it occurred to me that this is exactly what the Lord is saying to us today. On this first Sunday of Lent, the Lord is reminding us that we are being pursued by him. Why does Jesus go into the desert? Jesus goes into the desert for the simple reason that that is where we are. Jesus goes into the desert to pursue us. St. Ambrose says that in the temptations of Christ, that we can see a sort of Adam typology occurring meaning that just as Adam was cast out of paradise into the desert, so Christ, who is the new Adam, he goes into the desert where we are. And he goes there to rescue us from temptation, from our infidelities, and from our various forms of idolatry. Because, you know, despite our own efforts, and despite humanity's efforts as a whole, and God knows we've tried, we simply cannot find our way to paradise. We have to be rescued. In the letter to the Hebrews, we are reminded that we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but that we, but we have one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sinning. Not only has Jesus come into the desert to rescue us. 
But while he's there, he allows himself to experience in his own humanity what we experience. He allows himself to experience the force of the temptations, the real struggle, the real combat that we all face in life. Why does he allow this to happen to himself? St. Augustine says that Jesus could have kept the devil from himself, but if he were not tempted, he could not teach us how to triumph over temptation. In other words, Jesus allows himself to experience these temptations to remind us how to live and to remind us who we are. In each of the temptations that Jesus faces, and really in all of the temptations we face, there is one common denominator in all temptations. They are basically trying to place ourselves as God. And how does the devil do this? He does this in such a subtle way by distracting us by tempting us with earthly glory, earthly consolation, earthly revenge, earthly satisfaction, all of which has self at the center and not God. The devil wants us to forget who we really are so that we can forget the one in whom we belong to. With every temptation today, Jesus responds with the word of God, specifically with a verse from Deuteronomy chapter 6, and Deuteronomy chapter 8, which is part of a, a larger context in the book of Deuteronomy that begins in chapter 4 and ends in chapter 11. And in that section, Israel is coming to an end of its desert wanderings. She is about to enter the promised land. And Moses gives them one of the most passionate exhortations in all of the Old Testament. He reminds them as they are about to enter the promised land, they must remember that the Lord alone is God and that they must love him with all of their self, with their entire being. Jesus, by responding then to the temptations in this way, 
He not only puts the devil in his place, but he reminds us who we are and who we are called to be. Jesus comes and he calls us higher. He calls us beyond earthly consolations, beyond earthly glory, beyond merely an earthly way of seeing, an earthly way of living, and even an earthly way of loving. For the simple reason that as beautiful as this life is, our real home is eternity with God. This is why God pursues us with such passion. This is why he goes into the desert. And this is why he will ultimately go to Calvary. May our prayer, our fasting, and our almsgiving this Lenten season be a total and complete response to God who goes to such extremes to pursue us.